Hello, this is Dan Kalak, member of the Palma Band of Lusanio Indians and the Chief Medical Officer for Indian Health Council over the past 19 years. Miyum. May we all wonder and be blessed by the energy created by the life around us, perpetuated and created from our ancestors and their ancestors for time immemorial. We recognize the Creator's hand is all that we see, feel, think, and do here on Earth and in our short existence. We treasure our time together and we wish each other peace, happiness, and long life. For love, health, time is all we have here on Earth. We relish our bodies, minds, spiritual being, and our consciousness, drinking in our reality with the ones we love and making a good place for our people is paramount. For our Earth, our animal brothers and sisters on Earth, the ocean, the sea, and the unseen that share our space, we treasure your existence. For our children we love, live, and last one more day, if not for ourselves, but for our generations to come forever now on Earth and to the universe end. Michonne Lovick. Welcome back to the What About Life podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson, Multimedia Coordinator at Indian Health Council. Joining me, as most of the time goes, Mr. George Pohas. Hello, and happy Heart Day. Happy Heart Day. It is, in, in fact, Valentine's Day. But more importantly than Valentine's Day, we haven't said this on the podcast in quite some time, but it is Yippa time. Yippa time. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Yippa time is back. That is true. We don't hear it as often anymore. No, definitely not. Thank How are you doing, Yippa? Thank you so much. Doing good. I'm happy to be here. A little impromptu, but yeah, I get felt, it in while we can. I felt fitting. It did. George, George, George had an impulse. And, and we just had to act on it. So thank you, thank you both. Thank you both for my uh, trusting my impulsiveness. Well, it's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. Couple months. Yeah, and and you went more, out more than a couple months. Like five months. <laughs> That's a while. Seven. It's been months? a collection of couple know. months. <laughs> so, so you went out there and and you saw the world and and you got trained in some parenting stuff. Am I right? Um, I did via oh. Zoom. <laughs> so I wish I was out there in the world, but you know, potato, potato. The modern world. The yeah. modern world the of technology. World. <laughs> Virtual world. <laughs> right. And so, uh, and that's why I was like, we got to get Yepa time in here because uh, this loving solution and the parent project has an amazing le- lesson on love and affection. And, and I thought you could really help this discussion today with it being you know, Valentine's Day. And uh, I think we could all agree that we love our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have any children, so. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I do want to point out, though, <laughs> it is Valentine's Day while we sit and record this. However, our dear listeners, you're, you're listening to this much later into the you year. You are not but, alone. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, Valentine's Day means very little to me. <laughs> Oh, trigger. We triggered him. Yeah. yeah triggered him. Yeah. It's only yeah. been one minute, George. Dang. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that, especially on Valentine's Wound Day. Oh, your salt. <laughs> man. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, no, it's good. So, you so, want a podcast? We're here. Thank you. 
Thank you. And I just want to do a little PSA that I am newly trained in parenting project well, classes. Well, then so. let, let me let me exp, uh, explain to you, that, or, or let me just uh, show you this lesson from a from a conversational standpoint, and and hopefully we could have a discussion that could uh, inspire, mm. because. I was fortunate enough to be trained uh, uh, via Karen Cole. I hope Karen's doing. How long ago was this? My kids were were little, little munchkins. So before social media, for sure. Oh, yeah. So we're saying 10 plus years ago. Wow. So my my kids were were young, under five. And I got 18. Yeah. So uh, 18, 17 and 15. And and I, I love my girls. (laughs) <laughs> and so, uh, um, but this lesson really, really taught me how important it is to to love our kids, to uh, tell our kids we love them, to show our kids we love them, and to express our love. Um, and that's what the foundation of all these parenting uh, workshops and curriculum and trainings that that we have done. And I'm sure that's the same concept that we're doing now. I don't I don't do them so much anymore. I I kind of jack pieces here and there and, and incorporate them in a lot of my lesson plans, but I think I think it's more of the same. Yeah, for sure. And and love love is really the foundation of, of all of this. Is uh, um, we're doing this because we love our kids. We show up and, and we clock in and we we listen to George's impulses <laughs> and and we do all this stuff because we love our kids. I mean, we could almost tolerate ourselves and out there in the grind and in this cold world as they look outside on this rainy day and and think <laughs> ah man we, we get we get deal with that but but when it comes to our kids we really take a different level of like um security and 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 sacrifice i guess yeah for sure you know and 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 love and affection is the foundation of of what all these uh, uh ed, what all this educational material is based on so i thought it'd be good to go over a little bit of that yeah. Sound good? Sound good. Let's do this. So so when when uh uh when we start, you know, the 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 parent project and <clears throat> loving solutions, the positive meaning parenting, there's there's a bunch of like tools and there's a bunch of um um, um concepts and and full-blown curriculum and steps to that get to point A to Z, you know, and and you uh um have to really kind of Go through the go through the motions to learn all of these, but but when it comes to love and affection, really each each and every one of those steps is 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 with love and affection. Even when you're like disciplining, because that's like the main reason people come to take a parent <laughs> class, or like people like ask us to help with their kids. You know, yeah. I'm having such a hard time with my kid. Can you help me with my kid? You know, or my kids. It's never know, like the good outcomes usually it's more like i'm i'm having trouble i don't know what else to do like i need some help <coughs> excuse me yeah right like uh oh can you help me with my kid he's such a great athlete can you help me train <laughs> right? my kid yeah yeah no it's always like my kid you know my kid you know having a, a substance abuse issue a relationship my kids or lying lying or mm-hmm. you know or getting in a lot of trouble well, grades to, to be fair it's much like customer service uh, complaints right yeah. if there's nothing going wrong you generally don't seek someone to tell them how great things are right, right? Like, right. but you definitely when you're feeling like you're floundering mm-hmm. you reach out for a helping hand like yeah that that's when you hear from them and and so. and as most 
most issues for people to come to the clinic or, or reach out to, you know, re- really a stranger to ask for help with something as intimate in, in their home life with their children. Um, it, it's usually pretty serious. You know, sometimes it's even like mandated, you know, there's maybe some custody stuff or some court ordered stuff or, or some, uh, um, something even more serious sometimes, you know, so, so they're really kind of coming to us to, to really, uh, change some serious behaviors mm-hmm. and, and they're kind of looking to us for like this miracle work. And, and it, it all starts with, you know, telling your kid you love them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I, I tell my kid I love them all the time. Well, I tell my kid, you know, and, and so like you start by saying, oh, yeah, like how? How do you tell your kid you love them? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your love language? You know, and, and, and that's something that, that it, it kind of really opens up the whole world in, in the parent in the parent classes and, and people. Uh, it's a really intimidating you know, cause, cause I'm definitely, you know, not a perfect parent and, and teaching parenting classes can be really intimidating. I'm sure everybody that teaches parenting classes feels like, oh, I don't really, I'm not the, I'm not, you know, good enough parent to teach. And this. I think that's what I love about it is we share discussions, you know, depending on how open they want to be, we find that level of, um, you know, the willing to share some of those not so great stories on parenting or even being parented. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because when we talk about the love language, it's that's where it ends up going is, you know, how were we parented? Mm -hmm. You know, how were we told that we were loved? And and surprisingly enough, um, some of us were never told I love you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've heard that over and over again over the last year at the table talks and various conversations uh, with staff. Um, all around here, folks saying, you know, I didn't grow up with my parents telling me they love me. I, I feel uncomfortable when people say it to me now. You mm-hmm. know? Um, that's, yeah, that's a really interesting thing to, to understand is like not everybody was showered with affection in a overly outwardly way. And, growing up, you know? and I think that's what is frustrating, especially if 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 you have to join one of my classes. Is I'm like, <laughs> I am the one to shower you with over. I'm the compliments. Overly, I'm the overly affectionate. George wears his affection on his sleeve. Yeah, and then that can be really annoying, you know. And and that can be really, really difficult, almost impossible for some people. And that's yeah. just not their style. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's not what we're saying is you got to come in here and change your whole style. You know, you're wrong. We're not saying that. I think what we're saying is just identify, you know, what, what was your love language? You know, how, what, how, how were you told that, that you were loved? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and now, now some people will say, you know, I, I was never told that I was loved. I never felt love, you know, um, and then people. Or I didn't know that was love. I, and that's, that's what I was going to say. You know, I, I didn't know now, you know, I look back and. And my, you know, so-and-so was, was really hard on me and, and, and they made me work when I was 14 or, or I had to go out and do something at a really early age. And, and I realized that, that they were just doing what they thought was best. And, and I think that translated in, I love you, but, but that, that really sucked back mm-hmm. then, you know, and that built a lot of resentment and, 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 and who knows the path that that led this person on, you know, and, 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 uh, it could have been a lot of maybe it maybe it would have been a lot easier if they would have just said, Hey, I love you. Right. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm having a really rough day. I love you. Or hey, you're going through a really rough time. I love you. We can get through this together. 
you know, and, and, um, well, I think that's a, that's a really hard thing for anybody, whether it's parents or just in a relationship that you're in is that perception and reception, right? Mm -hmm. Like how does somebody perceive your expression of love and, and can they receive it the way that you're giving it to them? Mm -hmm. You know, um, especially if they don't perceive it the way you intend it, like, are they going to receive it as a love, a piece of your love language, or are they going to misinterpret what you're doing? You know? Um, so I think, I think you said identify the love language earlier, I think is really smart. Like if you know what your love language is, then you can actually put yourself in a position of understanding whether or not somebody is actually understanding you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think what happens is, is people will, you know, close the book, go home and say, Hey, I, uh, you know, Hey, I love you. And a kid will be like, Psh. And then they go, that's it. I'm done with you. You know, these hey, things I tried, and I tried. Didn't work. Didn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, hold on. This is, you're looking at a lifetime ahead uh, of you. Yeah. You know, or, or maybe you had a broken relationship that you're trying to repair. Uh, maybe 10 years of, a, of, of, of brokenness, I guess, for lack of a better word. <laughs> but, um, but you want to repair it in one, in, in one word. And yeah. now I'm saying I love you is a very powerful term. But, I, but, but, but I, li life is not a sitcom. It doesn't get solved in 30 minutes. It's not? Dang it. <laughs> now, there's some sitcoms that can inspire, but no, no, yeah, you know, and it, yeah. it's a constant work. And, yeah. you know, uh, um, I was teaching a class and, and, I used an, and I used an expression. Sometimes you give a kid, uh, you know, uh, 20 kisses until they're like pushing you away. You know, <laughs> maybe that day a kid needs to be told I love you 20 times. Maybe one day a kid just needs, you know, to be told I love you once. It just, it really depends, but, but it can never be too much, mm -hmm. you know? And, and again, especially if you're repairing things to re to establish what that communication is, because if, if the, if the person, whether it's the kid or the adult doesn't understand what is being conveyed, then, then it's really kind of a moot point. And, mm -hmm. and then it becomes counterproductive. And then you're just continuing that resentment and just, just, just pushing each other away, you know? So, so establishing the, 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 I love yous and, and the love and affection. And, and, and one of the clearest ways that the, that the parent project teaches it is by, by saying, it. Mm -hmm. saying, I love you. And again, we have different, different levels. We have the, the loving solutions. We have the parent project and, and we have different ages, even the infant, infant parenting uh, curriculum. We have family spirit. Family spirit, yes. And that's with uh, infants? Yes, that's with prenatal care up to one years old. Okay, and so. then and then we have the Loving Solutions, which is zero to five. Mm-hmm. And then one to the... Five. Huh? One to five. One to five. And then the parent project is, is the older kids. Yes. And and so, I mean, there's different ways to communicate with different ages. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you know, it's never too early. You know, a baby is nurtured in a certain loving way. You know, just like a teenager is nurtured in a certain loving way. <laughs> you know, I haven't figured that out exactly. I'm still learning, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to throw some, you know, pointers in there you've learned over the years or I some got secrets. Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> no. Nah, I just got hope. <laughs> and that's good enough. Well, I think I think there's an interesting sliding scale. You said You said you can never say I love you enough, right? Like, you can't overdo it. Um generally speaking when we're infants we're just showered with love like there's there's no 
There's no negativity, right? Especially it's just, it's just, like, it's just, if you're firstborn. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, a, it's just an incessant outpouring of love and affection to a baby, right? Right. But then, as we get older and we start encountering dangers in life, parents then start to switch to the, I've got to give you tough love, and mm. I got to tell you no, and I've got to tell you when you're wrong. And the older you get, the more you get the, you're on the wrong path. You need to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this. And we start to dial back the amount of affection we're showering on them and more of the, of the loving criticisms, mm, right? And the yeah, loving, the, the loving lessons and, and things that you got to give them because life is tough. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but we do this inverse curve, right? Where yeah. it's all affection and, and <laughs> no <Switch>. criticism. <laughs> and then it like somewhere in like late uh, elementary school, it, it flips the other direction where it's, predominantly criticism in bare necessities you know and, <laughs> and like the, the absolute least amount of affection you can shower on yeah minimal you know? time spent basic you know necessities i mean just you go through the motions and and you sign off you sign the sheets as quick as possible mm. you, you go you do what you got to do you, you go to the games if you can you know where where in level one you're playing you know tickle 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 and and, yeah, and i'll all give up stuff. everything to spend everything. time with you everything you <laughs> cannot miss a game or a show or an awards yeah you know yeah you so know. i think it i think there's an interesting inverse that curve is. there right and, like, and think about the, the the challenges that life brings like it can be a lot more challenging at age you know 11 and 12 and 13 when your body starts changing and and decisions start coming at you and social media social media school starts changing uh love opportunities start kicking in Mm. and parents start separating and drugs start being offered and i mean you get a whole bunch of different you know things start throwing at you where you can use so much support Mm -hmm. and and we're kids are kind of left out you know to dry you know good luck where teachers are look and in in, in in these you know social dynamic programs are hopefully working do, working yeah working and raising our kids you know so so um and 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 that's that's part of 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 you know entrusting where we're sending our kids and things like that you know um you know so so um i guess i guess how how we're gonna you know support and how much support is 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 a big part of that Mm -hmm. you know and 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 then also you could be super supportive but but also when we go back to the love language are are you you know for example there's some love language where parents just tend to fight Mm. right and and if you're always around the kid and when when it comes to a, a stressful situation we're gonna just fight you know we're gonna stress and fight and and that's the environment we're gonna raise our kids in i'm gonna be disrespectful or i'm gonna stress i'm gonna um um just be negative right even though i'm always there i'm always supportive i'm providing um that might not be the most positive loving situation mm-hmm. or, or, help me out here help me out you guys think well i think i think it everything needs to be in balance right so my dad's parents they um never fought in front of my my dad and his brothers never nobody ever saw them fight they had fights but they never showed it to nobody ever knew those fights happened and then within the brothers the four brothers they didn't allow the kids to fight with one another either 
So there was no conflict in that house growing up. And I remember my grandmother saying, um, saying to one of my uncles, uh, a couple years before she passed away that, um, she kind of regretted that they'd never allowed any conflict in the house growing up because all of her boys had grown up not knowing how to stand up for themselves. Mm. And they got kind of walked over in their own relationships by women who were very strong-willed, very opinionated, and just tore them apart because those boys didn't have any idea how to like have a fight like a healthy fight with somebody, you know, and there is a healthy fight. There's a healthy disagreement. There's, there's the ability to, to have conflict. That's not negative. It's just how you work through stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't have those tools at all. They just said, Let, let's hide the kid from the, from anything negative in the world. And you go in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Grown ups are discussing. Go outside and play yeah, and yeah. we'll have a fight inside the house <laughs> while you're outside. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It yeah. was that sort of thing. And right. so like my dad and his brothers, like they all four of them, no ability to have that kind of uh, healthy conflict with anybody they were they were with. And it created problems for them as adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um and then my parents, like, you know, my mom grew up very abused <laughs> and you know, had dissociative identity disorder and she'd like explode and my dad <laughs> would be the recipient of all of it, you know? Mm. Um, and it, and so I grew up in a completely different environment where like fighting was unhealthy and it was really big and it was super loud. And I've had to, as an adult, try and figure out balance. some balance between those two things, you know, where my dad didn't want to fight at all and my mom wanted nothing but to fight and you know, mm-hmm. like, well, neither of those words. Right. So, you know, like, it's got to be somewhere in the middle there that, right. you know, is right. healthy. You know? And I think even growing up, you know, as a teenager watching like maybe your cousin's family's dynamic or, you know, friends and just kind of comparing it to yours and seeing like, well, this is off. This doesn't work. This is, you know, you just kind of like prejudging when you're younger and just realizing, yeah, our families are different. And, mm-hmm. you know, just are already identifying that as a young person, you know, it's to me, I think pretty huge, you know, cause, yeah. cause we, we, I think internalize it. it maybe. And, and we, we, we need love mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as, especially kids and all of us at any age, we need love, you know? And so maybe, you know, when we were young, we weren't getting that at home. And so we hang out, you know, we, there was a certain friend's house. Like for me, there was a certain friend. Like I want to go to your house. It's yeah, so your fun. mom cooks the your mom cooks the taquitos. You know what I mean? And and you know, so they cook good. My mom would cook fine. I obviously ate. I didn't. Ne- I did not miss meals. But but there was that love language being spoken there. Mm-hmm. And and I knew you know I wasn't getting that at home. Mm. So I let me go hang out with them. You know, mm-hmm. or certain, like you said, certain cousins were getting it. You know, they they got they had a Nintendo. You know, we would go hang out and have rapport over, or you know, family bonding over Nintendo. Uh, but but that was getting that was over there, mm-hmm. you know. And um, uh, it's not, you know, I don't want to turn this into a material conversation because it's absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But but like you said, you know, we're we're gonna seek it, we're gonna find it, you know, because uh, our kids need it, you know. And 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 going into like, how are we showing our kids love? And, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of the disconnect starts happening because our kids our kids don't appreciate it. We'll hear that all the time. This kid doesn't appreciate anything. 
this kid is so disrespectful. You know, I, I, I've given up so much for this kid. I've done so much. This kid has everything. And look at him. Look, you know, look at the way she's acting. Look at the way they're, they're, they're behaving. You sound and, like my high school therapist <laughs> sessions with my dad and our therapist. <laughs> you know, and, and, it's, and, and it's true. Yeah. You know, this isn't an attack on parents. Yeah. You know, it, it's true. You know, but, but how, is, how are you conveying your message with them? Is it, is it, I feel guilty here? Is it, I don't know how to handle you here? You know, is it, is it, I really love you here, you know, is, 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 in, and, and, and I think that is part, I don't, I don't have the answer. To I, me, it sounds like a balancing act. Cause you know, a lot of parents shower kids with gifts as their love language. Which is totally awesome. That right? was yeah, my mom. It's great. My mom's like, here's a hundred bucks. Go right? have fun. I wish. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. You know, can, and that, and can't we hang out? I only see you twice a year. Oh no, I'm, here's a hundred dollars. Go have a great time. And, and, and I think, right. I think she genuinely in her heart mm-hmm. was, maybe she didn't have a hundred dollars when she was a kid. And no, she, she absolutely didn't. So, so for her, that was everything. That was love language. Yeah. yeah. But now if she could have, it took so, me a while to understand that. Now mm. if she could have relayed that to you from the beginning right. and then always instilled in you what that hundred dollars meant to her. Mm-hmm. And how what, did it switch? How did it equal love? How yeah. did that hundred dollars equal love? You know, I think I think that hundred dollars would have meant a lot different. Yeah. You know, and and maybe it did mean maybe. And it wasn't yeah. it wasn't until I was an adult and I actually confronted her about it. I was like, I'm like, look, you know, you like, <laughs> I come up to visits. The only visit I have for six months, and you hand me a hundred dollars and tell me to go watch a movie or something. You know. I just wanted to hang out with you. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I. She's like, I felt inadequate mm-hmm. around you because I wasn't your primary parent. And I wasn't there all the time. And I never had anybody give me that kind of money when I was a kid. And, and, and for me, that was how I showed you how much I cared about you was I, she's like, I would save up for your visits so that I would have money to shower upon you. Mm. Nice. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I go, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know? I didn't realize that was how you were expressing your love. And I didn't realize why it meant so much to you to mm-hmm. give me that kind of money. And, you know, and I just, as a child, I didn't understand it, you know? And that was a huge disconnect for me and my mom. Right. For years. Did, did you want to add something to that? Um, no, I was just going to say that, you know, the love and affection comes in many different forms. And I think we've all tried to, at least me, make some sense out of, you know, certain relationships I've had with family members and, how love fits in there and I guess it really just like you said speaking on what that actually meant it could have been more and we just never discussed it but I think having those conversations too is well and the difficulty is as effective. a child as a child how do you have that conversation yeah with your exactly parent? a you don't have the experience yet to even have that kind of like foresight to ask you know right. what does this mean to you from a love language standpoint it's on the adult <laughs> yeah exactly to make that be clear smart. there's some you know? smart kids out there right there are they'll some smart you. kids they'll out there they'll, they'll, call, call, they'll call you out on stuff but when it comes to this particular thing yeah, like right. oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. sure. if my if i was if i put myself back in 15 year old me's shoes and look at my mom handing me a hundred bucks I resented the hundred bucks. I couldn't help but resent the hundred bucks because it felt like she was shuffling me away again. Mm. And I was not, I was not mature enough emotionally in my own skin to understand that it might mean something different. Mm-hmm. All I knew is it meant it felt like she was pushing me away again. Yeah. And you know, and this is such an important conversation 
because there, there's so much value, literally, figuratively, emotionally, to, to that. And, and I think it's super common in, in, in so many different types of relationships, uh, um, parenting and, and, and kids, especially when it comes to like, you know, separated parents and grandparents and, and different dynamics where money, money is, is, is arguably the most important thing. Money is what makes this whole thing go around, and and we vow we we're doing what we do for money, and so for us to give that gesture and that money to the kid is basically what we know. It's what we know most, and so here, you know, you'll figure it out one day. One day you'll appreciate it, you know. But just here, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know how to parent. I don't know how to say I love you. I don't know how to discipline you right now. I don't know how to correct you. Here though, I have this, and I'm giving it to you. And, and I'm going to give you a hundred bucks is a lot. Here you go, kid. You know, and, and, and now what we're saying, you know, what we want to challenge people to do is, is, is rather than the hundred is, is invest that hundred dollars in yourself and say, look, I'm capable of telling my kid I love them. And, and, and is there, is there a wrong way? Uh, sure. Sure. There's a wrong way. Not telling them would be a wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, you just telling them I love you is worth that hundred dollars you you just showing them a little uh uh uh, having a conversation about what's on tv is worth that hundred dollars where where we're afraid that we're gonna say i love you wrong or we're afraid that they're gonna be super bored with the tv show which they probably are but in the long run they're gonna value that time spent way more than that hundred dollars and and i think we just read just need to reassure each other that that's the case because at the moment, especially with as strong as some of these kids can be, strong-willed, I guess is the term, we, we get really intimidated and, and we're, we're, we're kind of scared to say, hey, I'm, this isn't the decision I'm going to make right now with this kid and, and you're going to do it. you know. And, and we don't want the kid to be bored. We don't want the kid to be rude. And we don't know what to do. We don't know, especially when we weren't parented correctly. You know, mm-hmm. we, If we're coming from this jacked up, you know, childhood, and we're trying to make right of this world that we're in, and 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 our kids a result of it. And it's like, here, just get away from me, because I'm all jacked up, mm-hmm. and I don't want to jack you up. So go here, get away from me. No, that's not the case. If if you're coming from a loving standpoint, genuine love, you love your ch- you love your child, and 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 your intentions are good. You know what the the term was, uh, Nishun Lovik, right? Is your heart is good, and and you, and you love your child, then then what can what can go wrong at that point? You know, it's it's genuine, and and you're parenting, and that's your obli- that's your obligation. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 now showing them you love them. You know, and 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 that doesn't mean you can't give them money, or you can't take them to go get ice cream, or you can't go watch a movie with them, or 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 say, hey, go outside and play, because there's times for all that. Mm-hmm. You know, but but you also have the right to tell a story about your childhood or you have a right to try your best tutoring. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know, uh, you have a right to um, cook a meal with them. You have a right to say, hey, no, you're not going to go out there today. You're going to hang out with me. You, you have a right to go fishing, even though you have no idea how to fish. But it's something you've always wanted to do with your kid. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go buy a thousand dollar fishing pole and go rent you know, go on some fishing excursion out in uh, Mexico, go to the lake and fish. Mm. It's something you want to do. That's You're the parent. That's something that you've always said, hey, I, I want to do this with my kid because th- that's how I, I want to love my kid. 
you have the you have the right and the ability to do that and that's how you want to show your love then that's what we want to encourage that's how your love language is going to be and you're creating that within your family Mm -hmm. i always like stressing to stressing too is that you are the parent you You are are definitely the parent parent, you know and and (laughs) some of us that are lucky enough to have grandparents involved if you don't parent they can parent (laughs) (laughs) old school (laughs) best believe grandparents will jump on in they got licorice they got all the good stuff all the sugar (laughs) you know with my dad i think one of the things that finally ended up being really good for the two of us is yes he wanted me to he wanted me to participate in things he was interested in. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was, and that was good. When I was younger, I was all about doing everything dad wanted to do. Right. But as I got older and I started to develop my own interests, what we found ultimately, and it took us a couple of years to kind of work through the kinks of this, but I do a little bit of the things that he wanted to do, but he also then took an interest in the genuine interest in the things that I was interested in. Not that he was being my friend, he was still being my dad, but he he wasn't disinterested in the things that made me excited, mm. right? He took a genuine interest in them, and the more he showed interest in the things that made me excited, the more excited I was to participate in the things that made him excited, and it became more of a two-way street of kind of mutually showing respect and love to one another the older I got. Yeah, you know, and, because as the older a kid gets, the more they actually do become their own person. Mm-hmm. And mu- mutual mutual <laughs> is know. a key word because sometimes what happens is we, we're 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 held hostage to like our kid, and it's like <laughs> everything they wanted. Our our world revolves around them. Now we don't have a life, our, and so you know you bet it's going to be frustrating. Mm. You bet we're going to get frustrated. It's almost like we're in this. We're tied to the hip. You know, which, which, yes, we definitely need to raise our kid and be involved in our child's relationship, but we also have, have a life and, and, and need to be, um, um, separated parent child as well, where, where our, our kid doesn't make every decision, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, they're, our kid needs to be a kid as well, not in control of my life. Our kid's not our, our, our say all be all. Yeah. You know, now I, I, I don't want to mis misinterpret that meaning. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, so your dad. I feel like I said that just like the other day. <laughs> it's like, I'm, it's just my son's world and I live in it. <laughs> 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 we, I realized really revolve around his schedule, like everything. It's, it's. Yeah, a lot of interesting. A lot of what I'm saying right now is I'm just telling myself. Yeah, so just FYI, that's why I thought it was really important. Yeah, you needed a therapy session today. I needed to remind myself, you know. But you know, yeah, we're absolutely living in our kid, you know, our kids' worlds, and they're super important to us. We Mm -hmm. love the heck out of our kids. But sometimes you see kids that are kind of like, I want this. I want this. Like, you know what amazes me is sometimes you see parents that are like the short, the short order chef. Mm. And they're cooking. Uh, this one gets eggs. This one gets pancakes. That one gets cereal. And that one gets. Uh, they're going to McDonald's for them, or they're going to go to Jilly's and get them a bean and cheese for breakfast. And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> oh my god! And you know, and but they're that's their love language. Yeah, they're showing love. They're mm. showing a lot of love. And I'm like, you're showing a lot of love, but you you are exhausted. Mm-hmm. You're spent. You know. And now, if you can do that, and 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 emotionally be be you know okay and 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 say hey i i'm i'm stoked this is what i'm all about so be it but if you're drained 
and you're stressed out, that's something you have to have a conversation with yourself about. Then you then then I would I would go down the list and just mm-hmm. start checking in and say, hey, look, there's some things I need to I need to straighten out and, and get in order because I, I'm 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 just a little too too lopsided on the love language, mm-hmm. you know. So so I think well I think I think part of that too is like yes you can shower your child with affection, but are you teaching your child to also shower affection on the people who are important to them? Mm. Or is it just take, take, take? Right. right. Yeah. So I think part of that is establishing boundaries with your kid that like, look, I'm going to give you everything that you need in life. But you also have to show the appreciation. You also have to show the respect to the to the person who's providing to you. And if you don't do those things, then you will not get as much in your life as you're asking for. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get everything. You know, and I make that very clear with my nephews. I'm like, I'm never going to give you everything you ask me for. It's just not going to happen. So let's just make that clear right (laughs) off the bat. You know, I was like, but as long as you guys respect me, as long as you show me affection, as long as we're mutually, you know, in this together, then I will provide for you the things that your parents can't provide for, you know, to the extent that is healthy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and I'm not going to spoil you guys. You're not going to get everything you want. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. But you are going to get everything you need plus, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. as long as you're respectful, loving, kind, considerate, right. compassionate. Right. You show those those qualities to the world around you, myself and everybody else included, then I will do my part to be part of like providing the plus Mm -hmm. you know but don't expect to get everything you want (laughs) and i feel a lot of these parenting classes cover all this like i love and affection is just one chapter of the many you know tools tips tricks that they can offer parents and it's a so i'm sitting here with these two and these books are thick (laughs) there's there's two there's three and this isn't the the positive indian parenting uh uh is is actually an amazing book as well but uh these these are i mean yeah good i'm glad you mentioned the books like we got the books in front of us these things <laughs> i could speak for myself have been instrumental in my life like yeah. these uh, i've been super fortunate when when uh karen cole asked me to go get trained i was super intimidated so i was very if I scared was put that book in front of me i'd be way intimidated <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean i definitely you know wasn't gonna i didn't feel comfortable teaching people to be parents and I always you know. say, I always tell the joke, like, and they said there's no manual to raise kids. <laughs> I was just thinking that in my head. My dad used to say all the time, you don't come with a user manual, son. <laughs> well, well, they, the, the, the beginning of the book somewhere, I don't want to flip through, and you know, it says, uh, the, people go, what did I do to have such a bad kid? And the answer is, you had a kid. <laughs> yeah, no it's a luck of the draw. Answer exactly. You know, uh, um, so, well, so there's so many variables involved right. in how a kid turns out. It's no. not entirely you, and it's not entirely the kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know. That's yeah. why I like saying, using tips, tricks, and you know, all kinds of little goodies in there that you put into motion and see if it works for your family. Because every family is unique, and you know, we have to tailor it depending on how the child is. So. It's just a lot of good stuff that you can apply within your household and how you parent. Yeah, so you guys uh, um, you guys help people if they want to take some of these classes and stuff? Yeah, we do voluntary classes. If you call Tribal Family Services and request for parenting classes, we will 
get you scheduled in June intake. So it's pretty simple and we work around your schedule. We would like to have some group classes in the near future. So hopefully we can, um, you know, get that set up soon, sooner as, rather as than later. As soon as you do, we'll let them know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember when Karen Cole uh, brought these parent, uh, parent, uh, pro- brought the parent project, sorry, brought the parent project to the clinic. She was, she, she did, you know, did a lot of research and was really adamant that this was going to be the curriculum. And, and, uh, um, she, she really stood by it and, and, and it worked. And, and she, uh, she actually did like the first couple of trainings to make sure that me and a couple of the other staff that used to be here, like did it right. Mm, yeah. She, this was the, the community was something that she hold, held, she holds super sacred, you know, and she wanted to make sure that she wasn't handing over, you know, a dud, you mm. know, and, and she showed us and we, wa- we actually took the classes and learned it. I'm telling you, I learned so much, so much. Like you said, this, this is just one little, this is one lesson in this big old thick book, mm-hmm. but I thought it was an important lesson. Oh, for sure. Especially today. Especially today. Especially today. So, uh, and we um, definitely want to continue Karen's legacy that she left here with Tribal Family. Yep, the time getting it in. Gotta get that that gold star. (laughs) Little shout out to Karen Cole. We miss you. (laughs) Yeah, since Karen was a guest on the podcast just a couple months ago, she has since uh, retired and uh, and moved on to to new and, and exciting things. Yeah. And of course, we wish her all the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're definitely not coming in and trying to teach our ideas and our philosophy and. People a lot of times, you know, feel a little more comfortable if we share our stories. So we mm-hmm. will, but we're definitely coming from you know these these teachings and 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 these these models and 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 the practices. And like you said, a lot of it is group work where you're in there with other parents going through really similar situations. And I think that's I do, really helpful, right? Super helpful. Amazing, super. Yeah. You feel so. You feel just like a bit of relief. Like I'm not alone. Yeah. It's not just my kid. You know exactly, and we do one-on-one parenting classes, but we would love it to start doing group parenting classes so we can get that type of you know discussions going on to where they don't feel alone, and you know maybe even get more parent support in there. Yeah. So just in closing, the last thing it says uh, is is the most effective ways uh, to show love. Um, the most effective ways are saying "I love you," which is saying it. I love you. I love you, George. I love you, Dave. Aww. Was that awkward? No. Okay, good. <laughs> and then uh, the next way is showing it. Hugs. Okay. Hugs. Okay. Um, cooking. Making your favorite meal for them. Making the meal. Maybe they're having a rough day or maybe they did something really good and you cook them their favorite meal. And mm-hmm. they know. They just know when that meal's being cooked, there is love on the table. Okay. So you're showing it. And then the last one is expressing it. You know, uh, um, which is um, hugs, hugs, emotion, affection, kisses. Um, what else? Is there any other? You know, um, you can write little notes in your kids' lunch boxes. Yeah. Oh, that goes. Remember cut, that? Cut their peanut butter and jelly into do a you heart. Mem- do you remember that? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That goes so far. It does. Yeah. That yeah. goes so far. So, well, I want to thank you both for uh, uh, jumping on this one and. Uh, uh, hearing me out. I hope this was helpful. <laughs> Impulse podcast. Impulse Success. Podcast. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Love and affection. Love your kids. Please love your children. Well, and love yourself too. Don't don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> if you're having a hard time as a parent. 
Yeah, call Yepa. Is it's one of the <laughs> it's, it is one of the hardest jobs in life is is parenting successfully. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you. Right, yeah, guys. thanks, Yepa. Thanks for Yepa. It's so good to Yepa see you. Very good. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, everyone. What if we get uh, Art in here? We get Marissa. We do a little reunion one of these days. Let's right. do it. Old school reunion. Art can podcast. talk about the clinic. Uh, the clinic updates. Facility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Art's a big man on campus now. You know, so. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Well, thank you again. for yeah. having me. Yeah. Thanks. Until for next time. All right. Yep. Out. Love right. you, friends. Yep. Take it easy, Dave. Nine eight eight has been designated as the new three-digit number to connect you to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can reach the nine eight eight Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by calling, texting, or chatting with 988. You'll be connected to trained counselors who will listen, strive to understand how your problems are affecting you, provide support, and connect you to resources if necessary. So if you're feeling suicidal or in crisis, call, text, or chat 988. The San Diego Access and Crisis Line is your suicide intervention and prevention hotline. An Access and Crisis Line clinician will assess your situation for risk and safety through a series of questions and may refer to the mobile crisis response team or another resource as appropriate. MCRT dispatches behavioral health experts to emergency calls instead of law enforcement when appropriate. With teams made up of clinicians, case managers, and peer support specialists. The San Diego Access Crisis Hotline number is one 888 724-7240. Hours of operation are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Again, that number is 1-888-724-7240 for the San Diego Access and Crisis Hotline. Indian Health Council's What About Life podcast is made possible by the Prevention and Early Intervention Program funded by the County of San Diego Mental Health Services Act. Indian Health Council's Behavioral Health Hotline can be reached Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. by calling 760-751-6004. That's 760-751-6004. If you're outside of Indian Health Council's service area and are experiencing a mental health emergency in San Diego, call the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. That's the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. Or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Help is available. All you have to do is reach out for it. Indian Health Council, empowering Native wellness since 1970. Thank you for listening to the What About Life podcast from Indian Health Council. Please take a moment and make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single new episode. 
The views and opinions expressed by those interviewed on the What About Life podcast, including all program participants, are solely their own current opinions regarding events and are based on their own perspective and opinion. It is the opinion and perspective of the interviewees and the hosts. Such views, opinions, and or perspectives are intended to convey a life story or based on recollections about events in their lives on which conflicting memories may exist and are not intended to malign any individual, religion, ethnic group, or company. The views and opinions expressed do not reflect the views or opinions of Indian Health Council, Inc., or the companies with which any program participants, interviewees, are or may be affiliated. The What About Life podcast is a production of the Health Promotions and Marketing Department at Indian Health Council and is funded through the Prevention and Early Intervention Program from the County of San Diego HHSA Mental Health Services Act. What About Life is produced and edited by David S. Dawson, executive produced by Beth Turner. Our research team and hosts are George Pojas, Arturo Calvo, Jason Levine, and Marissa Yepa. This episode of What About Life is the copyright of Indian Health Council, Inc.